Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. I don't want to tell programmers how to program their sports talk shows in the city of Chicago over the next week, and I don't think I have to. Andy Dalton, Justin Fields. That will be a dominant conversation in the world of sports talk over the next week here in the city of Chicago. Justin Fields does enough today to get the win over the Cincinnati Bengals. Yes, indeed, on the board in 2021, Bears 20, the Bengals 17. Hample being Carm, sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. It wasn't pretty. Andy Dalton got injured. Justin Fields came on. He didn't play particularly well. He threw a huge interception, but the Bears defense was absolutely phenomenal today. Roquan Smith at the top of it with the unbelievable pick six interception. Big-time play, Joe Burrow with three interceptions on three consecutive passes. Hadn't thrown a pick for 199 straight passes. I'll stop talking. Dan Hampton, how are you? Well, hey, it feels good. Uh, nothing better than uh, a big W on a on a beautiful Sunday afternoon here in Chicago. You know, hey, hey this is by the skin of uh, Matt Nagy's teeth. And you know what, OB? We, we kept... Looking at each other in the conference room, uh, deciding uh, when or not we're going to try to have him committed. What are you doing on third and long? You're trying to burn the clock, and you're basically putting your young quarterback with his back to the end zone in a horrible position and calling a pass play uh, where they basically baited him with a uh, zone blitz and then dropped the linebacker out the other side for an interception that basically put Cincinnati back in the game. Now, two things. Number one, why? Why? You know, you we know what the inevitable uh, is, is, is here in Chicago. It's going to be... Justin Fields at quarterback. Now, is it going to be a week from today in Cleveland or three weeks from today? We don't know. But why Why would you not have a package specifically designed for when Justin Fields is in the game? Now, to me, it looked like he was running the, his normal offense and expecting the young rookie to be able to come in and function and be able to operate like a veteran, like Andy Dalton, and yet, you know, on a couple of occasions, you you don't have another quarterback, and if he gets hit, you're you basically got uh, a running back uh, running the uh, the wing tee back there. But for him not to have a package specifically designed for quick reads and you know drops and to get the ball out and do it, uh, you know, in in a in a, a very efficient manner. That's almost criminal, OB. Why did he not have a specific package for each quarterback? And then, you know, when Dalton goes down now, boom, hey, here's the keys. you got to drive Dalton's car. And it's, it wasn't fair to the kid, and he struggled today, but he made enough plays, coupled with his legs, that, you know, hey, again, you know, quarterback runs, he's going to get hit somehow. And, you know, we're very lucky we got out of there with a W. Yeah. Well, again, congratulations to the Bears. For your win. It's our home opener. However the heck we won, 
I mean, I'll take the victory the way it's been here the last few years. I'll take the victory any way we can get it. But then when you, when, then you got to get right into the heart and the meat of the subject, which is the Bears' offense and our game calling. Okay? I mean, last week I, 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 I almost lost. You talk about losing it. I did lose it. I'll say that. So we come back this week, our home opener. Folks, do you realize that in the four quarters – between Justin Fields and Andy Dalton, we had we completed 15 of 24 attempts. 24 attempts. We completed 15 passes for a total of 83 yards in the year 2021 NFL football. Let me say that again. 15 of 24 for net yards. 83 net yards. How we won this game is the way it's been happening the last four years. The bounce of the ball, the calls of the refs, and the defensive play. Guys stepping up and making plays when, well, it's almost like they have to, okay? And what you saw, they got a lot of calls, and they were in it the four quarters of defense, fighting, fighting, trying to do everything they can. They got the takeaways. They got the touchdowns. And that stays positive. That, I think, will stay through the whole year, hopefully. But offensively, after our second game, our second game, again, 15 completions for a total of 24 passes for a net yardage of 83 yards. <laughs> Folks, there are people that have one play that averages, that goes 83 yards for a touchdown. That's in college and in the pros. I Danny, I, I I look at these stats, and and when and and when I see the receivers we have here, we got Mooney six receptions for sixty six yards. Robinson two catches, he's our main guy. Two catches for twenty four four yards. Montgomery coming out of the backfield three for eighteen. Marquise Goodwin one for ten. Cole Komet one, cut one pass thrown to him, and it, that nothing really happened. Damian Williams. Two receptions for minus two yards. I'll tell you what, folks. This is, I, I hope this isn't going to be a long year. But again, how did we win? The bounce of the ball and the play of the defense. And offensively, we stunk it up again. We stunk it up again. How the hell is it that you could pass in a passing league for 83 yards? Against, by the way, not a juggernaut defense. Not that good a defense. And you rush 34 times for 123 yards. Thank God for David Montgomery. 20 carries, 61 yards. The stats tell you everything. The stats tell you everything. They tell you actually about the play calling. How our offense attacks a defense from quarter to quarter. From if we're on our own 20-yard line, our own 40, their 40, their own 15. It shows you how we attack. You know how we attack? We don't. That's it. We they don't, don't attack. attack. <laughs> we don't go downfield. We don't flood a zone. We don't go deep in any way, shape, or form. I am. I, this is. I don't, how is this guy getting away with this, Dan? How the hell do you not try to go down? And by the way, again, the Cincinnati Bengals are not the best defensive team in the league. How do you not go down and test the waters and go down deep in a deep post or a or, or a pat or any kind of a pattern? And that's, we didn't do it. My 20, what? 
He we, threw two 15 of 24 again. Let me say it again, folks. 83 yards. These guys are out there playing their hearts out. Playing their hearts out. And we've got people leading them, leading them right into the tubes. My God! You know, you're, you're saying uh, you can look at the stats and see how our offensive game plan attacks a defense. What game plan? But that's the whole thing. They don't attack. It, it, we they are, won't. We are stricken with an acrophobic offense. An offense that's afraid of attacking a defense. Acrophobia, as you know, is fear of heights. Dan, they don't want to do anything other than hand it off to Montgomery. And if that don't work, oh my goodness, we'll see if the quarterback can't break two tackles and fall for a first down. Bingo, that, Dan. Hey, this you're this, right on. You're hey, right on. Fifty years ago, we talked about the first game in Soldier Field setting the NFL back thirty years because of their eleven turnovers. Well, today, not much improvement in fifty years. Ob on offense. Well, I will tell you what. You know, again, I mean, congratulations on the win. I mean, again, like it, it comes out somehow. What the hell we won? You know, thank God we won. Whatever, whatever. But boy, I'll tell you what, we got 15 more games to go, and if we put up another game offensively like we've done the next two, we've got to go to Cleveland. We're going to play some pretty tough opponents. I'm going to tell you what, Nagy, I and who, but Lazor. Or is that his name, Lazor? Yeah, Bill Azer. He, yeah, he's our offensive coordinator. This is this is a disgrace in this game today. Again, a passing league, and you throw for a total net total of eighty three yards. When you have teams out there today, I'll guarantee you somebody connect that on a seventy or eighty yard touchdown pass. We go through a whole game and only can amount eighty three yards. It's in, I'm incredulous. And but we won. a win's a win's a win. Yeah, I tell you what, again, kudos again to the defense. Boy, I, I tell you what, I was a little worried about it, Dan, but I'll tell you what, they, they, those 11 guys out there, they stepped up to the plate, they filled the gaps, they covered like a blanket, and they just and they played great for four quarters. Offensively, you guys stink. 312-981-7200. I think we should set a goal that OB will say 83 yards 83 times. <laughs> well, I tell you what, how'd you like to be the owner of the Bears? And you know that what, what goes on in this league, while it happens, and in four quarters you throw for 83 yards and you lose? <laughs> I, and I, it's okay? And we could have lost. To, we could have lost. say anything about it? No, I didn't say that. I think you should say it 83 times. I think it's absolutely worth saying. He's back, by the way, probably uh, – Wondering if he's going to make it to 83 after watching the Bears today. Longtime sponsor, Nationwide Agent, Jeff Vukovic. Vuk. For all your auto home business needs, contact Vuk. Vuk just got another pick. At JeffVuk.com. Remember, Nationwide is on your side. It's 312-981-7200. The Bears defense was great. Eddie Jackson came back into the fray. That was good to see. Bears did go downfield a couple of times. It just didn't happen. Uh, as Allen Robinson missed a ball right through his hands in the end zone, which never happens, but it happened today. Yeah, well, those things happen, and that was a. I mean, he's a professional, uh, you know, receiver. You can't have it go through the wicket like that. Let's uh, come on back here with your calls three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Hampton OB and Carm sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at Chevy Drives Chicago dot com on seven twenty WGN. Sack for Khalil Mack, his first of the year. 
Yeah, we had a Khalil Mack sighting today. We'll get to Dan Hampton's Defensive Player of the Game, which is sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDrivesChicago.com. In a bit here, Hampton OB, 312-981-7200. Who impressed you more today, Mack or Eddie Jackson, coming back to uh, the team with the little impact? Uh, wasn't Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jackson, you know, the beneficiary of a sloppy uh, receiver, you know, carrying the ball out like a loaf. And and uh, Khalil Mack, he, he he was not dominant. He was not the, the the Khalil Mack that we're paying for. But actually, he had some impact plays. So that's a good step back in the the right direction. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Let's jump you guys in here, Mark in Broadview. Your first on Hamp and Ob, sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago dot com. Go ahead, my friend. How you doing, guys? Thanks Good for Mark. taking my call. Uh, when Trubisky got run out of town for a failing offense, and he left, he said that the culture has to change with this team, and that's a finger pointing back at Nagy. Amen. Amen. Hey, listen, you know, that, that idiotic, uh, you know, move on the sideline and the taunting and then, then the, the sloppy offense and the fact that we didn't have, you know, a proper game plan set up for a rookie quarterback that is really, you know, what did he play, five plays last week? But all that being said, you know, when Trubisky was basically sent packing, that's because he couldn't survive here with Ryan Pace and, and Matt Nagy any longer. So we kept Pace and Nagy and sent Trubisky down the road. Now, we saw him in the preseason look like a different player with the new coaching staff, did he not? So, yeah. that, that He took co- us apart. Hey, you know what, OB? I, I mean, with every passing day and every game and every you know game plan that we observe from Matt Nagy, it's easier and easier to say, well, no wonder Trubisky struggled. And no wonder, you know, he made that comment about the culture. You know, he can't say, hey, this coaching staff is a bunch of boobs. But, you know, when you say the culture, who's responsible? Who's responsible for the culture? The secretaries? Or is it the guy in the parking lot? Oh, wait a minute. I thought that was the head coach's job. Well, and he was, he's dead on. Speaking I'll of, tell you what, uh, Mark, you know, when, when, when you sit there and, and you look at, our first two games and how our, how our offensive game plan is set up, okay, from quarter to quarter to quarter, uh, no matter what the circumstances are. And, and then you go back to last year and go back to the year before, and, it's, and, and you're seeing what you're seeing is the same, the same book, the same movie, the same story. Again, how did we win? Defense stepped up. They played terrific today. All the way around, they really did. They hustled. They pursued at the right angle. And I was proud of the way the defense played. But I'll tell you, as far as the offense goes, we don't know. First of all, we don't even know how to start a play. We don't even know what play to call in what situation. And we can't finish. And you think that we're going to go to the next 15 games and we're going to overcome every opponent with our defense and us getting the calls and the bounce of the ball for the next 15 games, it's not going to happen. Justin Fields does not walk on water. The last time I checked, there was only one guy that ever did. This kid's going to have to play his heart out to advance, to get better from week to week to week. That's if Andy Dalton can't come back. And there's going to be a lot of pressure on this kid. We're going to have to see how he handles it. But what's more important, let's see how the coaches handle it. Let's see how they treat him. 
Let's see the game plan. Let's see how they utilize them on third and long or third and short or first and ten on their own six-yard line. It's up to the coaches to bring this kid along because Dalton got hurt. I don't know if he's going to come back. But if our defense, and you can't count on him, Mark, to come back every week after week and the bounce of the ball, and I don't mean again to talk like this, but for God's sakes, that's what you saw. That's what you saw today. And that has to change. And who the hell can change it? Nagy and his genius coaches. You but you guys better change it. You better go up and start playing big boy. That's big boy football. And I'm not talking about the players. My heart goes out to them. I'm talking about that knucklehead we have as a coach and his assistants. Move the ball down the field. He, uh, after the game, Matt Nagy, did uh, not give any indication as to how serious the Dalton knee injury was. When it happened, you guys thought it was fairly significant. But, and he didn't come back. He was on the sidelines looking like he wanted to come back, but he didn't return. Okay. Do you remember back in 2010 when Jay Cutler stretched the ligament? Yeah. And people saw him walking around the city at dinner later and they were all screaming, what a punk, you know, and blah, blah, blah. When you stretch that, that medial collateral uh, uh, ligament on the inside of your knee, you can kind of wiggle around a little bit. Then all of a sudden, ooh, ooh, ooh. It's like you feel like your leg's going to buckle. That's probably what happened. So I don't think he's got any long-term damage. It'll be three or four weeks in a splint till he can come back. And who's to say we want him to come back, you know, at that time? Hey, everybody, you know, and just as you said, OB, it's up to Nagy and this, you know, the stumble bombs to be able to provide a proper game plan for yes. his ability talents and uh, and his his level of acumen at this point now you know he he's never started a game he probably will next week let's see what they have on on in store for him because the same idiotic game plan we we saw today it'll get us killed dan we're not going through the next 15 games the way we played the last two period we're not gonna it's not gonna happen 330 let's get a check in news 312-981-7200 hampton ob brought to you by your local chevy dealer chevydrivechicago.com with you till five check in news right now on 720 wgn dan hampton's defensive player of the game crowd trying to make it more difficult now It is now time for Dan Hampton's Defensive Player of the Game, sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDrivesChicago.com. What impressed me most on that play, Hamp, was the hands. I mean, he was maybe five yards back from Joe Burrow, and he was able to corral that football. It was pretty good. Oh, I tell you what, last week we, we had to scratch pretty hard to find anyone even deserving of Defensive player of the week, which was Roquan. Now, he could get it today. Obviously, the, the interception for the touchdown was a huge, huge momentum swing in the game and basically enabled us to win. But all that being said, I got to like some of the things I saw at the line of scrimmage. You know, Robert Quinn, for the first time, actually made some plays, OB. Khalil Mack had a sack. He was kind of back in a little bit of a groove. But, but Akeem Hicks, to me, was the one that was a warrior in the second half that really was uh, causing a lot of mayhem, forcing the interceptions because, you know, hey, if you if quarterbacks can't step up, he's throwing a bunch of, you know, 
ill-advised passes. Now, one other thing. Jalen Johnson played his best game of his young career. Um, not only did he have a beautiful pick today where he was basically reading the route better than the receiver, but he had four pass defenses uh, as well. So, hey, we had a whole plethora of guys that we could have picked, but uh, I'm going to go with Akeem Hicks today. That's an excellent uh, choice, Danny. I'll tell you what. I was looking for him late in the third quarter and fourth quarter to kind of because he's such a big man or whatever. But I tell you, he never let up, and he caved that inside in. And, boy, you talk about a great defensive team. I don't care who it is. You better have strong inside people, and we do in Akeem Hicks. He played great. And on the Khalil Mack sack, he was, it was essentially him getting upfield in a tackle in twist that – let Khalil come underneath pretty much untouched. Bears defense is back. The Bengals are terrible. Which one are we picking? The combination. Okay. Combination. Hey, you know, hey, come on. The Bears are not without certain gifts. And they, we have some, you know, that, that play Roquan made, that turned everything. And, you know, all it takes, you've been on a tee box, and all of a sudden somebody says, uh, look out, it's out of bounds right, and you make the worst swing of the day. You lose confidence. You, you lose concentration. Well, we were inside of Joe Burrow's head in the third quarter. Now, let me ask you this. Does anybody ever remember a Bear defense getting three interceptions in three consecutive plays? I've never heard of it. How about you, Obi? No, never heard of it. I, I You can't make this stuff up. Back-to-back is amazing. But three in a row, the hat trick? No way. 312-981-7200. Kevin in LaGrange, thank you for being patient. You're on 720. By the way, I, I've, I've watched Nagy make three bad play calls in a row <laughs> many times. Hey. Go ahead, hey, Kevin. Yeah. You guys there, Hamp and OB? Hey. Talk hey, to us. Ta- thanks for taking my call. Love you. Love your show. Thank you. Um, again, you know, this week we have uh, a couple of false starts inside the 10. Stupid, undisciplined penalties again. Two unsportsmanlike conduct when the other team was ready to punt. Not to mention not running the ball when you're up 20-3. to three. What's the deal? Kevin, Is this Nagy's fault? Does he know what he's doing to close the game? Where's the discipline? Six yes, minutes to Kev- go. Why aren't we running the ball? The answers are yes and no. Yes, it's Nagy's fault. No, he doesn't know what he's doing, does he, OB? Oh, my God. It's, well, it's right in front of you, Kevin. I mean, I mean, if people have been watching the Bears close since this guy became head coach, and let alone what Pace has been doing with the draft, which is uh, abominable, but I'll tell you what, the, yeah, Kevin, I, I can't take it away from the kids playing out there. These guys are, are, are playing their hearts out, and, and I can see that, and I can feel it, and I'm, I'm so damn proud of them uh, that they went the full 60 minutes and, and defense and never let up. Offensively, you can only do what's called. And Kevin, again, I, and I won't be able – I couldn't say this enough – to pass for a total of net yards of 83 yards. You're talking about basically just a, a tad, basically 20 yards a quarter in passing yardage. 20 yards a quarter in passing yardage. And we won a football game. Our defense, again, outstanding. And I hope those guys can keep on going. And offensively, I'm not going to put it on the players. Dan, this week and last week falls dead on Matt Nagy and his coaching staff, his offensive, his position coaches, and his offensive coordinator, and him with his big mouth. Okay, offensively, we're last last week's game wasn't bad enough. How about this one? How the hell can you pass? I can't get it out of my mind. How do you pass for eighty three yards 
in, in a, a National Football League at this level. It's impossible. He pulled off the impossible. 312-981-7200. Let's uh, take a step on Justin Fields and break that down. Uh, first of all, he had the terrible interception. That sticks out first and foremost. He was targeting Marquise Goodwin. He gets picked by Logan Wilson. Didn't see him. That's one. It was a pl- sucker blitz. They brought it from the left side, and then of course, you know, the quarterback's thinking, "Okay, I've got heat. I'm a hot read." Throws it out. The linebacker faked like he was blitzing, and then dropped back. Outside of Smart. that play, do do we see? We're not down on him from today at all. We're not worried about no, him. No, no, and and you said something in the break that it, it's just. I mean, it's it's remarkable how you know you've got a quarterback that has the ability to not only. You know, get out of the pocket, but be so efficient and make good decisions out of the pocket that, you know, we watched that for the two years that he was the Big Ten player of the year in offense because he he made a lot of smart decisions and pull and, and tuck and run and all that. We never saw him in a rollout today, OB. You know, how many times have we been screaming, do play action, and then half boots, half rollouts, you know, quarterback, uh, uh, tight end drags over the middle, all these different. We never saw one one play design no. like that. You, this was an Andy Dalton read and react offense that wasn't even set up for fields. And guess what? Dalton goes out, and Nagy was exposed again with his pants down. Danny, you're right on. You know, when you got a, a running back like David Montgomery, this kid refuses to go down, folks. I'm going to tell you. And he's getting hit once, twice, three times by some pretty big people coming right at him, head down and laying a shoulder into him. And I, somehow he spins, he fights, he claws for that extra yard, extra foot. My God, I just take my, my, my hat off to that kid. What a football player. But here's the thing. Why wouldn't Nagy or whoever would be responsible of, of the position coaches why do you not use play action when you know they're looking for Montgomery? And when it's basically say like first and you know, first down might very well be a running play or it's second and short yardage, come with a play action. They're going to be looking for Montgomery. If it's either to the stronger or the weak side, come with a, a play action or come with a play action or a bootleg where you can bootleg it and sprint out to the stronger to the weak side. Didn't see it one time last week. What did we see it today? One time? One time? You've got a weapon in Montgomery running, and you've got a weapon in using him in our passing game. How? Play action. Because they're looking for Montgomery. I would be using play action passes all day long with this kid. Because they have to respect what? The guys in down front, the down linemen and the linebackers, their first respect is the run. That's number one. And I would come with those play action. Why? Because they know how dangerous this kid is. And we do not take advantage of it, folks. I think it's been about one or two times, which was only this game this afternoon. None last week did we incorporate the play action theory. There should be criminal charges brought. This is a fact, folks. I'm telling you. You can't make this stuff up. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Carl in Riverside, go ahead. Yeah, gentlemen. First of all, I... I put my big boy pants on for this show. Woohoo! Just for you guys. Okay. I thought, sure, we were going to screw this away at the end. What did you go? What's your opinion? What's your take on that coverage and tackling of the two Bengals' touchdowns at the end? Thanks, Carl. Okay. You know, and, and again, it was almost bearish at the end. With We're looking at each other saying, that, you know, due to. 
mistakes, penalties, and just boneheaded, you know, decisions by Nagy. Here we played right back into their hands. And the the one catch was it Higgins across uh, the uh, for the touchdown? Was that who? No, it was uh, Chase. Chase and, was the first uh, one. It was a, it was a beautifully uh, uh, you know run pattern and a great catch. And at, at some point, you know, the, the, the opponents are going to make some plays. But once again, Eddie Jackson comes flying by and, cla- and crashes into the corner because he's out of control and almost like he was avoiding making contact. He threw a chicken wing out there. But, I mean, you know, obviously the, the receiver just walked into the end zone because, you know, he knocked the, the corner off. And, it, and again, you know, I heard all week Sean Desai saying, oh, you have to make them aware of this. They're aware of it. You got to put the fear of God in them and say, "Hey, you keep playing like this. We're gonna. I don't care if that's my sister. We're gonna put her out there because we have got to not miss tackles on the back end and allow receivers to walk into the end zone." Offensively, Carl, we don't put the fear of God in anybody. We really don't. I'm going to tell you something. We're going to Cleveland. Watch out. Watch out for that game. Cleveland comes after you every play. They fire at you. They got offense. They're going in every which angle. Fire it out. Linemen are firing out, and they're knocking the hell out of people. And we're going down there. And if if they don't get a, a, a totally and completely, Carl, different philosophy of how to play football in the National Football League for four quarters, I'm going to tell you something. We could be walking into, you talk about a trap. We could be walking into a volcano. Browns beat the Texans today 31-21. They nearly got the Chiefs in week one. They should have had that game. Uh, Baker Mayfield today was 19 of 21. For 83 yards? 213. Oh, that's a little bit. A little bit, bit more than 83. But Mark, yeah. they, uh, I'm They're telling good. you, what Cleveland is a, is, is, a, is a legitimate contender. They are. They're I'm soon. telling you they are. And they, we better get our act together. Offensively going down there and start opening up this offense. Two games, no offense. Two games, Defense, we're one and one, and we're going into, believe me, a bad place, a hard place this year. It's good to win a football game because they're coming after you. I'm talking about the Browns. The Bears are going to be close to a touchdown underdog in that game. Uh, PristineAuction.com is the most trusted sports memorabilia auction site with an A-plus BBB rating. Auctions start at only $1, and each day there are over 1,000 autographed items available, including some Dan Hampton gear. So you win signed memorabilia at affordable prices. Uh, just last week, by the way, an autograph. And I spelt everything correct. You did. You know, way to go, ninety nine. Uh, last week, an Allen Robinson jersey sold for forty eight bucks. Uh, everything on pristineauction.com comes with a certificate of authenticity from the industry's most reputable authenticators. You can use that code WGN for ten dollars off your first order on pristineauction.com. We'll look at the red zone coming on back here. A lot to do with you till five. Cars coming up at four. Hampton will be in car sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at Chevy Drive. Chicago.com on 720 WGN. Every game, it's all on the line. Personal, one-on-one, head-to-head. You have to look for every advantage. Strength, speed, and power to win. Dan Hampton knows when you're facing a tough competitor, Chevy Silverado has every advantage. Silverado's drive mode selector lets you select tow and haul or off-road to match any condition. Silverado's available trailering package delivers over 12,000 pounds of towing capacity that guarantees hauling muscle. More power, better performance. It's the kind of advantage that wins games. 
Right now, get 2.99% financing plus $1,750 cash allowance on a 2021 Silverado 1500 crew cab. Plus, now during truck month, get a $1,000 accessory allowance when you purchase with eligible accessories. Your Chevy dealer knows what it takes to be a winner. Take it from number 99. Chevy Silverado is an all-star. See your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealer or go to ChevyDriveChicago.com for details. Kick off the season right. Go for it. If you're 65 years or older or will soon turn 65, look to a Medicare plan that cares back from Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Illinois. Get the right plan now for all your big plans ahead. Go to bcbsil.com backslash Medicare. Over 80 years here in Illinois, you have a partner committed to you, providing the peace of mind you deserve and the comfort of always having someone to trust. You've been waiting for retirement. That means a trusted Medicare plan from Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Illinois is here waiting for you, ready to provide security for your journeys ahead. So if you're 65 years or older, new to Medicare, retiring, or have lost your health coverage, visit bcbsil.com backslash Medicare and get the guidance you need for your coverage options. Now is the time to go with experience, go with confidence, and go with the benefit of Blue. Through it all an independent licensee of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association. Hey, Chicago, on Thursday, September 23rd, join me, City Treasurer Melissa Cunyers Irvin, for Building Wealth Today for Tomorrow, a virtual financial empowerment summit where you'll discover the keys to creating wealth. Learn about credit building, preparing to purchase a home, financial planning, and investing in your family's financial future. So sign up today at ChicagoCityTreasurer.com. Again, that's ChicagoCityTreasurer.com. Rosen Auto Group, the Rosen Red Zone Report. To provide results for each Bears Red Zone visit. Congrats to Robert Quinn, and congrats at least a little bit to the Bears in the red zone. It's time now for the Rosen Red Zone Report, sponsored by Scott Levy's Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin and Kenosha. So, I got to tell you... One second, let me jump in. Let me say congrats to the Rosen Auto Group, the Scott Levy. Nice people, been around for quite a while, and thank God they're right there on the show with us. Rosen Auto Group. There you go, buddy. That's an OB relationship. Endorsement. There we go. Well, Scott Rosen, I mean, Scott Levy, uh, I've known him for a long time. They're they're good people. So so in that red zone. They snuck him back into Palatine after he. (laughs) (laughs) The home of OB. I'm looking looking at a comment from Justin Fields uh, after the game today. Me personally, I didn't play well. I think there's a lot of room for me to improve. I'm going to watch the film and see. What I need to do to get better. They got the ball late in the game in the in the red zone. Ended up uh, getting a field goal, not getting in. That type of stuff. So there's obviously room for improvement when they're down by the goal line. Yeah. Well, and you know, players play, coaches coach, but the game plan has such a, a ability to control what happens on the field and what you do and what you don't do. And I, I, I like I said for. 53 minutes I've been screaming what what happened you know you have packages that you design for a player like Justin Fields that we saw a few last week really didn't amount to much 
But now, with the quarterback out, why don't you have game plan B? You follow me? That, oh, we don't have the starter. Now we've got this guy. What are, the, what, what are their differences? It's night and day. They're completely different players. Andy Dalton was the fastest quarterback making decisions and getting the ball out of his hands in week one. The fastest in the league. Like 1.93 seconds because his, his, you know, his value is in, in recognizing, you know, who the receiver, where the ball has to go, get, and making a decision to get it out. And they were all little dink and dunk passes. Justin Fields doesn't have that. He's a, you know, he's, he's just been around for a month and a half. You got to have another game plan. We didn't have it. I want to know why. 312-981-7200. And also, Matt Nagy did not want to commit after the game whether or not when Dalton is healthy, even if it's next week, if he'll be the starter. So we shall see. Oh, he's a real Lou Holtz, isn't he? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, playing cat and mouse. Maurice. In Chicago, welcome to WGN Hampton OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Go ahead. Hello, gentlemen. It's nice to uh, speak with you again after a long absence, and I'm glad that uh, both of you are sounding uh, safe and well. Thank you. I just want to address a couple of um, comments. First of all, uh, the earlier caller, Kevin, he really stole all my thunder about the stupid penalties and who's responsibility is that their defensive coordinator nobody's addressing that hampton you're talking about or earlier clock management for fields well the reason he doesn't have that clock management is just what ob said they don't have unique packages for each quarterback's talent set i i believe Nagy thinks that or is it laser uh, saying that, well, my play design, it's all quarterbacks. That's idiotic. Now, on the positive side, I think the reason that um, they won today was special teams. I couldn't see anything really against them. I don't recall any penalties, and they were perfect on the place kicking. Gentlemen, as always, great listening to you. Have a great show. All right. Maurice, thank you. And let me let me just jump in there. This will be a short one. Maurice, the reason why we won this football game was 11 guys on defense. That's how we won this game. From first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, to fourth quarter. Those kids came to play. They gave it everything they had. And I'm so damn proud of them that they stepped up to the plate, our home opener, and they got us a victory. The offense, just, just awful. Just Man, awful. Play calling, Maurice, just awful. And, and if anybody tells you anything different, there's two things. They don't know what they're talking about or they're liars. Which one? Pick which one ever you want. There were, it was awful planning, and they sent those kids out on offense with a plan designed to failure. You know, the one thing Maurice forgot to mention was the Cincinnati up back on the kickoff return was an idiot, and we went down there and covered it and got him inside the 15 three times. It was amazing. Another thing that Maurice failed to mention to, uh, is that we ate well today. We want to say thank you to Roots Homemade Pizza, South Loop, for the... Never had it. It was great. This, it was a delicious... A taco pizza. It, what, what would they think of next, Obi? 
<laughs> OB, how were, how were those mozzarella sticks, OB? The mozzarella sticks were, were absolutely wonderful. Everything was delicious. Yeah, they brought the in pizza, their... I really enjoyed the pizza. The, yeah, it was, it was delicious homemade pizza, their famous mozzarella sticks. How about uh, all of it? Unbelievable. Roots, handmade pizza, the only Quad City-style pizza chain in Chicago with four locations in the South Loop, Old Town, Lincoln Square, and West Town. Roots, handmade pizza was a malt crust that's sweeter and nuttier with a sauce that has a slight kick. It's loaded with toppings placed under the mozzarella cheese you gotta try it and now through october 4th roots is making a specialty oktoberfest pizza made with sausage sauerkraut pickles cauliflower ellery and mustard wow um, you should get that one ob it features a pretzel crust with a side of beer cheese and you can pour that table side roots going big time roots pizza south loop is the perfect spot to go before and after home games like today short distance from soldier field at 744 south dearborn street check out rootspizza.com that's rootspizza.com roots handmade pizza born in the quad cities raised in chicago yes yeah i'd just like to give another quick shout out to mike muller was a dear friend of mine. I've known him for decades and decades, and for jumping on board. And uh, Mark, his son, and Scotty, uh, they they run a great dealerships. They have six dealerships around the Chicagoland area, and very thankful that they that jumped on board with us as well as Scott Levy with the Rosen Group. They're they're wonderful people. Seven twenty WGN. Five man pressure from the Bears. Burrow from the pocket has time to find Higgins. Who drops the football and it's scooped up by Chicago. To Sean Gibson's got. Announcers couldn't believe it. Mark Sanchez, Kevin Kugler. Whoa! Eddie Jackson doing things. The Bears defense, red hot today. Bears 20, the Bengals 17. The Bears are one on one. It's Hampton OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. And our guy Kaz joining the show now. Kazi, Bears have a win. They will not go defeated in 2021, my friend. Or they won't lose all the games? Is that what you're saying? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Okay, that's what you meant to say. Yeah, listen, great win. NFL, it's week to week. You want to win. What I would say, and guys, um, New Orleans lost six offensive coaches this week to COVID-19. And they looked horrible this week. I'm pretty sure that's what's going on with the Chicago Bears. They don't have any offensive coaches. You you think all the Bears coaches are not actually there, even though we see them in... <laughs> I think what he's saying, they it, got kidnapped. <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying is, I don't know what they're doing, because when, you know, everybody says, oh, no, you got to have talent, you got to have this. Well, you saw New Orleans today without co- coaches on the offense. Defense played great, but they were terrible on offense. So when you look at the Bears right now, what's the real issue? Offense. Exactly, Ed. Thank you. So they must have all their offensive coaches missing, and they're not there because there's no way to explain what they do each and every week. And I am so happy they won today. And, you know, they they played their guts out. They played hard. Um, Justin Fields, uh, he was, what is his quarterback rating, 27.7? That's right. Um, uh, Dalton, 118, but he got hurt. Looks like an MCL. And uh, usually it could be two to four weeks if it's uh, in one of those where it's just kind of you know partially sprained. So we'll see on that. But I'm pretty sure that everybody wants Justin Fields anyway. But 
maybe we could actually put a package together that actually highlights what he does. Wouldn't that be crazy? I mean, think about that. Use what this kid does well. And we really were lucky to win this game at the end because we had it in, in hand. And, of course, we throw the ball and doesn't make any sense when you have the lead and you have, uh, uh, what, three possessions at that point or two possessions. And you got a kid called Montgomery. Yeah, and you have a kid, just hand it to him, punt the ball away, let your defense, which has just been crushing Cincinnati, oh, no, you're going to throw a pass and you know have it picked off and they get right back in the game. So we won in spite of our coaching. That's a great thing. But it doesn't change what we're all looking at. It's still poor coaching, and Matt Nagy and that offense is just embarrassing and we're not going anywhere unless we can actually figure out how to throw the ball down the field. We did it on the first uh, possession, the, the farthest throw all year, 32 yards, and we got a penalty. Isn't that crazy when you throw it downfield and you get a penalty? Yeah, that one, and then you had the Robinson drop in the end zone on a 35-yard pass, which was a great throw by Justin Fields. But you know, he had the bad—he had the bad pick. He was—he was six of thirteen. He had the huge run on third and nine. He picks up ten. He broke two tackles, though. And I mean, honestly, the the one guy from uh, Cincinnati was going for the strip instead of the tackle, the DN. So, yeah, that's true. Uh, I give him credit. Yeah, we no. won the game, and that's what matters the most. And we can move on from there, but. It's bad to watch. It's horrible to watch. We just hang in there. We pull. We cheer. And, oh, by the way, Eddie Jackson is a step and a half too slow now, and he's taking bad angles, and that's why that last touchdown happened. He took a poor angle and blew up the cornerback, and the guy walks into the end zone. So it's pretty straightforward and simple. It was great to see a full soldier field today, right? That was Hadn't seen that in a while. And, by the way, kind of the hidden hand of the win was – you know, Montgomery, his stats don't jump out at you, cause, but his tenacity in those last two Second first down, you know, right. uh, you know, uh, you know, all hands on deck uh, series to to burn the clock. That was, you know, Cincinnati. They weren't going to go away quietly. They were going to cause trouble if they got the ball back. And they would have honestly, because our defense was. Um reeling a little bit because they didn't understand the decision made by our head coach in the offense. I mean, what would you do? And I, I can remember Dan a long, long time ago when we'd run off or you would, you guys would make a, a, in fact, the last time we played Cincinnati, it was what, 89 maybe or 88 in Chicago. And you guys were running off at the end of the uh, series on fourth and one. And there was like two minutes left. And you said, just don't turn the ball over you bunch of idiots. I mean, literally, that's what they yelled at us, Mark. And we all got it. It was nothing personal. Yeah. No, but it was, we've got this game. Just run the ball, run out the clock, win the game. That's it. For the record, because the show is so on top of everything, uh, the the last time the Bears played the Bengals of recent no was 2017. That was uh, with Jordan Howard. I'm talking about in my day with Dan, and I'll never forget it because I was a young guy, and I'll never forget (laughs) them all running off the field just screaming at everybody on offense, just don't turn over the ball. We've won this game. And it really was that way. I mean, look, fourth quarter, we're up one, game over. Our defense was going to lock it down and shut it down. So, you know, it's uh, it's game planning. Head coach has to manage the game. He is horrendous. We could beat him up all day long. It doesn't matter until the McCaskies see it and they make that change. And it starts at the top with Ryan Pace. And, you know, and I don't want to pick on him. 
because it seems like we're always picking on them every each and every week, but it's just the truth. Anybody disagree, Ed? Well, you know what, Glenn? <clears throat> the guy that says he's a genius is the guy himself. When he came in from Kansas, oh, he's a genius. He's a genius. What the hell? I thought Andy Reid was the head coach over there and the main man. This Since he's been in there, Glenn, and, and we're in the 20, second game of the 21 season, <clears throat> last week our longest pass, pass and run after catch was 19 yards. Not one time did we attempt to throw the ball over 20 yards. We come back today at home, our home opener, and we throw, we're 15 to 24 for a net 83 yards. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's basically roughly about 20 yards of passing a quarter in today's football, the National Football League, the year 2021. And we won a football game only because of the magnificent play of the defense, and those guys never gave up for four quarters. And, and I'm not blaming the players on offense. I'm, it's squarely on Nagy's head and, and squarely on the position coaches offensively. They can't hide from it. They can't duck. They can't run from it. Two games in a row has been beyond pathetic. How the hell can you throw for 83 yards in today's game? And it's your second game of the season. And the first one, you don't throw one pass over 20 yards. It's, yeah, you I mean, you normally you can't don't make win. this stuff up. Yeah. You know how, Glenn, you know how hard these coaches, these offensive coaches have to work to do this? How the hell do you pass for 83 yards? You got to stay up hours and days and nights trying to figure out how to do it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they stay up much because clearly, if they did, they'd figure out a way to at least breach 200 yards per game. Uh, you know, the problem is it's you know they don't have a great offensive line. Let's admit that. Um, we have a really tough running back that runs hard, and a lot of times he just uh, creates things and. People are trying to take away the deep ball because we have a lot of speedsters, and if you throw it up, you have a chance of getting a, a you know a pass interference call, and it really works out well for you. Glenn, so, we don't even attempt to throw the ball down the field. <laughs> the yeah, first did game, did you watch it? Almost, we, that one time did we attempt? Field. Let's well, do that first series. We threw a thirty-two yard uh, pass down the field. That was a pi, and then uh, we did it one other time, right, Mark? Wasn't it thirty-five yarder to somebody? Yeah, to uh, the thirty-five yarder, Allen Robinson in the end zone. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. So we threw two balls beyond twenty yards today, and that's that's Ed's point, and he's right. Yeah. Uh, it, None no last week. For it, I mean, it's it's stupid. There's no reason for it. I don't know what to tell you. All I can tell you is, look, uh, the Bears won today. The NFL is what it is. I was watching New Orleans, and it just clicked in my head that, wait a minute, this kind of looks like the Bears because they don't have any of their uh, offensive coaches on the sidelines, and they were all sick the whole week. We're going to take so, some calls with you, Cos, coming back here. Let me just uh, get to our, as we take a quick time out, Charles, Dave, Ed, you, 312-981-7200. Hang in there. We'll get to your calls. And the Muller Auto game-changing moment, sponsored by the Muller family of dealerships in Hoffman Estates, Gurney, Highland Park, and Merrillville. Interception. He's ready to rock. 
play action. Good blitz pick. Oh, Nixon, and it's intercepted! Jalen Johnson with the pick. And Burrow, who had gone 199 passes without an interception, throws a pick on two straight passes. 17 free Bears. Hey, and I'll be with Kaz, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers, ChevyDriveshicago.com. Kazi, you ready to take some calls with the people? Yes, I think Johnson should have been our uh, defensive player of the game, by the way. He played really well at cornerback. Yeah, I gave him an a honorable mention. I gave it to Akeem Hicks, who was... Yeah, he actually did really well after last week. He kind of laid an egg, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, everybody on defense played pretty well, except, you know, Eddie Jackson whiffing tackles. You know, well, it's called safety he, for a reason. You know what, I'm Glenn? You, when you get a Keem too slow. No, Glenn, when you get Akeem Hicks going, I tell you, it's it's a whole different defense. It's a whole different defense. Yep, yep, because it makes Mac look better, too, because now you get that push up the middle. He and feeds the guy, off of the it. The quarterback has to drop back, and then the uh, edge guy gets to him. Dave in South Florida, welcome to WGN. Go ahead, Dave. Hey, guys. How are you guys doing? Hey, great show as usual. Hey, uh, I've been calling you guys. I've been fans of you guys for a very long time. Um, since uh, the 2018 season, I remember Obradovich talking about the poorest defense, and I don't want to rehash all the offensive issues that we're having on offense, but I have to bring up a stat that I'm sure I bring it up last year and probably the year before. But every single year, I call from South Florida. I watch every single Bears game. I listen to you guys constantly. I'm big fans, and I respect your guys' opinions because you give the Chicago fans the truth about this offense. We have averaged, as as a Bears team, less than 10 points in the first half for the last two-plus years, and it hasn't gotten any better. This guy is not an offensive genius. He couldn't manage the – a Chicago public league high school offense. And no, a youth, am, a youth league uh, offense. Let's just call it yes, what it is. I, I take that back. I'll Maybe go you league. one better. He couldn't manage an empty broom closet. <laughs> <laughs> a broom closet? Is that what you said? Ed? That's exactly what I said. <laughs> I thought you said a boom, but I think you said broom. So let's a go. broom. <laughs> now, why, why, let me ask you this, guys. I know you guys bring take him to task. Why doesn't the rest of the Chicago media take this guy to task and Ask the hard questions on why Bill Lazor was was let go as far as not allowing to call the plays. Because he was actually getting some things done last year in the brief time he did have the offensive game plan in his hands. Thanks, Dave. Uh, it, it, it's he's not a popular guy, Matt Nagy, right now in the city. I mean, no. And, and remember, let's let, let's remember what the sequence was after you know three years. It, it was pretty obvious that his game plans both schematically and chronologically where you call certain plays at certain times down distance all that it was it was bad it just it wasn't good now all that being said he basically had the the plate chart ripped out of his hands gave it to laser when the heat was really on him and then all of a sudden this year he magically takes it back and thinking that everybody's going to develop dementia and not remember what happened and why it happened so it's going to have to happen again and sooner rather than later and when you were going with the six 
missing coaches last week, I was thinking, how much better would this offense be if Nagy didn't have any input? Think about it. You got some guys that, you know, have legitimate skills. They were in this league a long time. Laser did some good, you know, stuff with Cincinnati, got them in the playoffs. And, and, uh, but all of a sudden here's Nagy. He's back in charge with the play chart. And cause what drove me nuts today was, you know, that it's just a matter of time till Justin Fields takes the controls. We know that it's not going to be Andy Dalton all year. We know that. But when that time comes, why, 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 and it came early today. Why didn't he have a package for Justin Fields with bootlegs and, and all kinds of different play actions where you get him out on the edge and, and let him have options? But it was still the same old, you know, chunky donkey. And, and here we pass for a total of 83 net yards all day, 60 minutes of football. Hey, let me jump in here real quickly. What, how is it offensively now? Offensively. Glenn, we have David Montgomery at running back. I'm going to tell you, this kid is the top three or at most the top five running back in this league. This kid never gives up. You've got him offensively. You've got Allen Robinson, who I think is one of the better receivers in the league. He's in the top five. And you've got Darnell Mooney, who runs the 100-yard dash in one second. And you've got Marquise Goodwin, who's right behind him. You've got Tariq Cohen. Of course, his knee is injured. You've got Jimmy Cole, uh, Graham at tight end, who is a viable force in the red zone. And you've got Cole Komet, the tight end. The kid is 6'5", 250, can run like a deer, get separation. This is a kid that should be in the game. So if you've got Cole Komet, Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney, Marquise Goodwin, and we don't utilize a passing game, these are 5'4", these are quality players. They've got blazing speed, they've got separation, and they've got good hands. And for God's sakes, we throw for 83 yards in the second game of the 21 season and don't throw a pass over 20 yards in the opener? You, uh, Glenn, this, this border's almost criminal. This is unbelievable. How can you not use Montgomery coming out of the backfield? Cole Komet, again, Robertson, Mooney, and Goodwin, and not utilize him in four quarters in your passing game. And you throw for 80 damn three yards in the entire four quarters, and we're supposed to win a game. Hooray for the defense. Hooray for the defense. We can win because of the defense. To me, it's absolutely disgusting. Because, remember, we went down on the opening drive with the big uh, uh, you know, P.I. call and scored touchdown. The rest of the game, we got four turnovers, one for a touchdown, one in, inside the 10-yard line. They, four turn, yeah. we, we get one yeah. touchdown out of it. If, one. Right, it, right. One, one measly. This touchdown. is what I'm talking about. It should be a blowout. If my math is right, I think it is. They pass for 39 yards on the opening drive. So 39 minus 83, that would be 44. 44 so 44 yards after the – I mean, the odds of that would have been astronomical. The next 55 well, minutes. Right. You got it. Listen, here's the deal. If you throw the ball downfield, there's – you know uh, – Two out of three times a good thing happens for the offense. It's either P.I., the receiver out jumps the DB, or it gets batted down. I mean, those are pretty much, every once in a while you may overthrow it, but rarely does that happen. So the odds are better throwing the ball down the field like Ed is saying. So it's just straight, if you just, you know, go with math, because Football is all about odds. Okay, put your team, head coach needs to put his team in the best position to win. We've got a kid right now, and we have a running back that really does 
put the fear into a defense when he runs the ball. So as you pound the ball, pound the ball, go to play action, throw it downfield. Crazy things happen when you do that. You actually score touchdowns. It's really weird how that works. Kaz, we'll talk to you next week, my friend. You got it. Before I go, happy birthday. And Thanks, I man. Do wanna, I want to point out, too, this is uh, three years ago. My wife got her first hole-in-one at Strawberry Creek in Wisconsin. So there Great you go. things happen on 919. <laughs> yes, they do. Thank you, babe. Love you. Guys. All right. Kazi saying goodbye. News right now, 720 WGN. Hampton OB, sponsored by local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. We're with you till 5. Here's your news. No, we harp on it. And so we had we had the two big ones, right, to, to get – both of them were to get off the field. One was a, a taunting – uh, with with clapping, and then the other one was the the one out of bounds uh, where where we hit uh, Burrow. So those affect you. That's your head coach Man Nagy talking about the Bears penalties, which had an impact on today's game, but not a Always fatal, uh, not a fatal impact. Hampo B. Carm sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, Chevy Drives Chicago Bears twenty, the Bengals seventeen. Penalty wise today, the Bears. Had eight of them for 70 yards. The Bengals, four for 57. Uh, the, the Robert Quinn bumping out stupid. of was pathetic. You know, I mean, and, and, and you know what? I'm just telling you, they could have called a bunch of other penalties on the Bears today. You know, I saw Keem Hicks going to the face a number of times, you know, on the pass rush. You just, you're going to get caught, right, OB? Absolutely. And, and well, he didn't, but... The Robert Quinn one's really, really stupid. And the taunting thing, we were arguing about this watching the game, or just at least discussing it, and I get it. It's the rule. You can't taunt an opposing player, but it's just not what the NFL needs to do. It doesn't make the game safer. There's plenty of talking. It's a football game. People, yeah, t- yeah, but they don't want it to break into some kind of a street brawl where everybody's in each other's face. You know, they do these commercials. Who's got my back? And they're all screaming at each other's face. Oh, but you can't do it during the game. You can't do it then. I, I, I know. It's like mi- mixed messages. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I've seen four taunting calls today, two in our game, and then I just saw one in the uh, Charger game and one in the and then a guy in the Pittsburgh uh, game spit at another player's direction and they booted him out of the game. So they're obviously they got a memo this week and they're really watching. I mean, were you not talking in between plays to whoever you were lining up against? Yeah, but you know what? I mean, there, there's when a player's on the ground and you leer over him and you're screaming at him, okay. then. I think that's what it was designed to stop. But, you know, some of this was just jawboning. And, we, you know, me, I'd always, you know, tell our uh, guys that were doing it, you know, zip it, get back in the huddle. Because, you know, hey, we're out there all working, and, you know, the next place somebody could get hurt. You know, every additional play you're out there, you're exposed. So, you know, get them stopped, get off the field. Time now for the BBB Trust Review. It's brought to you by the Better Business Bureau. Find a business you can trust at BBB.org. Marquise Goodwin had a catch, and then he gets bumped out of bounds, and it looks like he's out of bounds. The replay official thinks that it's going to be called incomplete, but then it was called a completion, so nobody understands what's really going on. No, no, and the uh, again, that turned out in the Bears' favor, another one of the uh, you know hidden hands that helped us win today, but good one. I mean, it was an incomplete pass because he was, he landed on his leg out of bounds, and yet even the Stooge replay ex- expert in the studio for Fox 
He said, yeah, he's out of bounds. And yet the, the game official said, it's fine, let's play ball. So, hey, we got a break. Four-man rush. Burrow in trouble again with pressure up the middle. Burrow is the tiptoe out of bounds, and then he gets nudged down by Robert Quinn, and the Bengals are going to get a first down. Well, that was the Robert Quinn play where everyone was incredulous what was going yeah. on. At least we saw him. You I know, was happy he could run all the way over to the sidelines. By the way, you know, one of the things that our, our you know, our coaching staff, our team has basically said, hey, this is a strength. The center and the two guards, well, they had a bad day. Uh, Sam Mustafer, who's been actually pretty good, you know, in spots today, worst game of his career. He, you know, a, a number of uh, blown assignments. A number of uh, ridiculous balks where, you know, the quarterback's wanting the ball and he won't snap it. And we had two motion penalties on J- on Justin Fields. So, you know, he's got to clean up his act. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred with you till 5 o'clock here. Hey, Charles, thanks for being patient. Welcome to WGN. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Um, hey, I, I, everyone's been killing offense, um, deservedly so. Uh, but I wanted to talk about uh, Duke Shelley. Um, this is the second week in a row that our um, nickel corner has just been getting eaten up. And you can tell that the other team is game planning for it. There was one pass that was a like a seven or eight yard out. The guy came out of his break, and Duke Shelley didn't even break out of it for another step or two. We, What do you guys think that we need to do to get that position fixed? Do we bring Christian back to play in that position? No. or? We look on the waiver wire. No, try to get Buster Screen back. <laughs> you know, I, I'll be the first one to tell you. I, I wrote down on my notes about midway through the second quarter. Ob, looks like they're putting people in motion, seeing what the coverages is, see who uh, is going to be on Duke's uh, Duke Shelley, and that's where the quarterback has a pre-snap read, knowing that's who he's going to uh, throw the ball to. I gotta guess watch the game back. I didn't think Duke Shelley played bad today. I thought it was I thought it was a marketable. He struggled early. The first half he struggled. Second half the defensive pressure was great. Your quarterback couldn't read, couldn't uh, function. But you know that's what great pressure does. It hides and camouflages. You know poor coverage. But Duke Shelley, very very poor in the first half. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Ed, Texas. Yeah, excellent call. Go ahead, Ed. Uh, hello, good evening, guys. Uh, happy birthday, uh, Dan. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. Um, I'd like to ask, uh, what factor does the uh, new defensive coordinator play in all of this? Are they getting used to him? And secondly, if I could sneak this in, is it true, OB, that you were a running back for our high school, Proviso East Pilots? Uh, as a matter of fact, <clears throat> yes, uh, Andy Pupils, our head coach at the time, uh, my junior year switched me. He had me playing everywhere, backup quarterback. I was uh, an end, and then he finally stuck me at running back, and that was going to be the plan for my senior year there. And uh, then in that off season, I went out to a lake and dove into about a foot of water and broke my neck. And uh, but thank God I was lucky to come back and uh, and play fourteen more years. But. Uh, yeah, I was a, a running back. Yes, I was. Andy who? Andy Puplis. That goes back to the days at Notre Dame They're, when they were flying high way back in the 40s and, and in the 50s, and there was Puplis and Pilney. Uh-huh. Look it up. Was, I mean, there were, uh, Pilney, I think, it was an All-American. I think Andy was too. 
And they were the backs for Notre Dame. Pupilis, Pupilis and Pilney. He had you tagged. Look it up. He, I'll, I'll look it up. He, he had you tagged as, as a running back. I was 6'3", and I weighed about, I don't know, something like maybe 212, 215, something like that as a junior. And he put me in the backfield, and uh, I had some speed. I could go. I could run. I feel like I'll be Isn't that wonderful? I hey, hey, uh, wonder what position Nagy would have you. <laughs> but anyway, uh, back to Sean Desai, the new coordinator, and his impact or his effect on the defense. Two things. One, uh, I, I think he was exposed – uh, in the opener, that offense that that you know uh, Sean McVay, he's a, he, he'll expose a lot of people. Today, not so much, but I got to tell you, I think these kids are playing their butts off for him. Ob, I think they like the fact that he is the coordinator, and I hate to use the old "they've got his back" phrase, but they played like they had his back today, which that's all a good thing. Well, I'll tell you what, here's here's how that that thing works. Uh, for our head, whoever it's the offensive coordinator or the defensive coordinator, you got all your position coaches, and then you have the quality coaches. And what the quality coaches do, they go back. Well, like now, they would go back to the first game of this year and, and try to come up with facts and figures on first down. What do they like? Where do they go on second? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And as the season gets into it, they go back three games. And these are the position coaches with the quality control coaches. They give them all a number. They're the position coaches, put a game plan together. And then when they get it together, they go down and sit with the offense or the defensive coordinator, and they work on it for, what, two days, three days, whatever it is, to to, to finally settle in on how they're going to attack the, the upcoming opponent. But that's how it starts, with quality control, getting all the numbers, the, you know, like what are they like on third down in their own ends and, you know, on their own 20 yard line on the opponent's 20, put all those things together. Then they go to the defensive coordinator, the offensive coordinator, and that's when they begin to put the game plan together. Andy Puplis, by the way, went into the Illinois High School Football Coaches Association Hall of Fame in 1981. He was, before coaching Proviso East in UOB, along with Ray Nitschke and uh, Jim Johnson, who was the defensive coordinator for the Eagles. There were some other good ones. Pete, Re- Pete Fiorito, Roman Strazala, Harold Kuzwara. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, Good stuff here. I love. Holy I, cow! He was a defensive back for the Chicago Cardinals in '43, yeah, right? And the Chuck Dressander, Chuck McDonald, all those guys that I played with—they were great players and good guys. There you go. There you go. He went to Harrison Tech High School. He was an all-stater. Yeah, Play Andy Pupus, the yeah. best coach I ever. Can we had. get our last call here of the hour? Yeah, sure, we can do that. Best coach you ever had. It's amazing. I played in the NFL. Hey, you, you played <laughs> for George Allen too. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, and it, he's he's right there also, Dan. But you know the other coaches we've had, but you you know when you there's a coach and he can put you in situations you, and you believe in what he's telling you. Why? Because if you go out there and you do what the hell they tell you and it works, then you got the total belief, and that's how you go and you win. That's how you win games. It's when you don't know what you're talking about, and it's impossible for you to put people offensively and defensively in a winning position. Pupils greater Sound than, familiar here? Pupils greater than Nagy. Hey, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois, who brought it today, looking at which bear played tough, played hard? Anybody that we haven't signaled? Sing- the whole defense. And yeah. You got to give it was a defensive yeah. win today. Yeah, it yeah. was a defensive win. Not one guy, the whole team on defense. That's why we won this football yeah. game. Yeah, I mean Quinn showed up. Uh, Ogletree showed up. They all yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, everybody showed up. And Big Ninety got an interception. I never got one. 
Hey, uh, Patrick, hang on one second there, my friend. We're going to take a quick two-minute time. I will get to you and the rest of you. 312-981-7200. we got ten minutes to go. Hampton will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com on 720 WGN. I feel like I had more emotions last week when I was out there on the field, but um, this week I was just, you know, just just kind of calm, more 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 calm for sure, and I was just trying to do my job to the best of my ability. So, um, of course, you know, uh, being the second string quarterback, you 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 never know when that opportunity uh, might come for you to go in, and it happened today. So, um, I just tried to go out there and you know, play my best. Justin Fields, Hample being calm, sponsored by local Chevy dealers. Chevy drives Chicago.com. Uh, he's not big headed in any way, shape, or form, Justin Fields. I think he knows exactly where he's at. I got I, I gotta tell you, a lot of people may have have had you know preconceived notions about him. You know, he's two time Big Ten offensive player of the year, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he shows up here, he's humble, he's like, I'm the number two quarterback, and it's not like it's uh, you know, everybody get out of the way. It's my show. He he wants to fit in. Unfortunately, the the head coach uh, is impost- impersonating an offensive coordinator and is not smart enough to put together, put together a package for a talent like what he has. They're tweeting about you, OB, by the way. Our guy CJ, broom closet. I love OB. You're, you're resonating on social we media. We all love OB. We all, we all love OB. This is a, it's a very true statement. So who, okay, let's just say that Dalton can By the way, I believe that. I, I know you do. I know you do. You don't say. There's nothing that comes out of your mouth that you don't believe. Let's. Everybody should believe that. Uh, if Dalton is able to play next week, who's he starting against well, the Cleveland and, Browns? And there's no question that. Okay, Dalton has a five percent chance of, of of starting and playing. I I, I don't. I think you it'll be do. Justin Fields. Okay. And again, why tell the uh, you know the Browns you know get ready for a rookie quarterback? If you can still kind of, you know, stay under the covers and make them look for some of the Dalton stuff early. I'll tell you what will happen. If he starts against in Cleveland against the Browns, the Browns will have containment. Mark my words what I'm telling you. In other words, they'll have outside containment, and they will blitz from up the middle or off the defensive tackles between the defensive tackles and ends, and they'll try to take the Bears' offensive line, by the way, which is not very good, shove them back, and then keep Fields in that pocket. The outside guys will have containment, and they will hold the containment. And how do you strategize that, OB, if you're the Bears? Because it, how do you stra- go deep? Play action. Sprint out before it happens. On the, on the Go with play action or just move the pocket and sprint out of there now. At the get-go, on the snap of the ball, get outside the outside coverage and try to hit somebody on a fly pattern or a deep post pattern going down the field that's how you do it you bring a tight end in motion and then you have him crack on the contained man and bring the quarterback out i mean lots of uh, lots of ways to make this happen but you got to be smart enough to put it in the game plan before the game hey patrick thanks for being patient welcome to wgn hey how you doing uh you know at the game and i watched uh eddie jackson i I focused on him a lot i'm tired of seeing this guy talk tackles i mean he he whiffed at a tackle so bad on on the uh, uh, east sideline. It's sickening. The guy's a fifty four million dollar guy. If we cut him, he's an eighteen million dollar cap hit this year. Next year is a nine million dollar cap hit. And if you look at it sometimes, and it's like the Bears got ten tacklers on the field, not eleven, because he's not interested in tackling. And, and I know you can't cut him, but you could bench his ass and tell him, "No, you're not special teams." 
because he ain't getting it done. Patrick, thank you. It, it, listen, if this thing really In special teams, you got to hustle and uh, and it, it either tackle or block somebody. He doesn't want to do either, Mark. Yeah, no, I got it. And just he's tip of the iceberg of what Patrick's talking about. If if things go south this year, and you start trying to figure out how to get out from all the contracts the Bears are in, from Eddie Jackson to Khalil Mack to Robert Quinn, a whole you'll have a ton of dead cap money, and you'll be in the full mix of a rebuild and you'll be dealing with a coaching change and all of it and that is definitely at least somewhat on the table hey not guys. today but, right, it could. but who's responsible for this predicament well, of course of course it's I the t- guy that uh, told you we've got each other's back in uh, february right. danny going into our third game of this 21 season folks we have 26 coaches i repeat we have 26 coaches and if you can't get 26 coaches to put a winning program on offense, and especially with the defense that we have, and go into Cleveland this coming Sunday and take them apart. Let me say it again. 26 coaches, and you can't put a game plan together offensively to move the ball down the field. It's a disgrace, folks. And there, there's no other word for it. Oh, it is unbelievable. We got to go. I'll continue to show you on the street if you want. You want to go sidewalk show, me and you? <laughs> I don't think so. No, no, not, not interested. No. Um, all right, I'll go solo. Uh, hey, great great to be with you today, gentlemen. We will see you next week. One more note for you. PristineAuction.com is the most trusted sports memorabilia auction site with an A-plus BBB rating. The auction starts at only $1, and each day there are over 1,000 autographed items available, including some Dan Hampton gear. So you win signed memorabilia at affordable prices. And just last week, an autographed Allen Robinson jersey sold for only $48. Everything on PristineAuction.com comes with a certificate of authenticity from the industry's most reputable authenticators. Use that Call WGN for $10 off your first order on pristineauction.com. We'll see you next week for the pregame show at 11 a.m. And then after the game, 3 to 5. Have a great rest of your Sunday. Bears win, Bears win. 720 WGN.